Hi everyone and welcome to the next Grad Cracker webinar with Seven Trent. Running water in a flushing toilet is something that we all take for granted, but how does water get to you and how can we sustain this resource for the future? Today, Seven Trent is going to tell us how. Grad Cracker has a long history with Seven Trent and Jessica and I have visited their HQ in Coventry many a times and met Darren nearly weekly, haven't we, Darren, Darren before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes Darren is the first person I speak to in the morning at eight o'clock and our eight o'clock calls. Um, so we've got long history with, with Grad Cracker. Um, I've looked after Seven Trent now for around seven years. Um, they sponsor the utilities sector in the Grad Cracker Toolkit, um, and their hub is filled with lots of interesting content, uh, including some fascinating employee profiles and videos. So it's well worth a look. I'd really like to get across to you today um, how interesting the water industry is and why you should consider this sector to apply to. The webinar today is a little different, um, so we're joined by two grads, Rose and Max. Um, let's thank Rose because she's actually on leave this week, so she's coming especially for this webinar, so thanks for that, Rose. Um, and Brian, who is currently on a placement with Seven Trent. All of the students here and grads found their roles um, and jobs on Grad Cracker, so really good note to say. We're also joined by Darren, um, who heads up the recruitment team, and oh, Justin, and Justin, who looks after the Seven Trent Academy. So Justin's going to give us a little bit more of a different take on training and development and everything else um, at Seven Trent. So let's start by meeting the graduates and, of course, Brian. Um, I'm going to start with you, Rose. If you could tell everybody about which university you went to and what did you study. Yeah, sure. So I went to uh, Sheffield University and I studied a four-year um, Master's in Physics and Astrophysics. Perfect. Thank you, Rose. Max, over to you. Yeah, so I studied at University of Leeds and I did Chemical Engineering and an Integrated Master's as well, yeah. Fantastic. So two Yorkshire universities, which is good in my world. <laughs> and <laughs> come, on, come on, Darren, you have to spot the Yorkshire. And Brian, last but not least, you're currently still at university, but which university are you at? So I'm currently at Oxford Brookes University and I'm studying the Mechanical Engineering Bachelor's Programme. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah. And after this year, I'm going to go back to finish my third year. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks, Brian. We're going to get to know a little bit more about Max, Rose and Brian a little bit later on. Um, Rose, I'm going to start with you. Um, so I've just briefly mentioned about Seven Trent and who you are, but could you describe who Seven Trent is um, and, and the selling points ar around the company? Yeah, sure. So Seven Trent, we're based in um, Coventry, as you already said. So we serve customers in the Midlands and also parts of Wales mm -hmm. and uh, we serve approximately 8 million customers. We um, treat clean water and safely distribute it to our customers and then we safely take that water away again and, and, and treat it the wastewater that comes from that. Um, as well as that, we also generate a lot of renewable energy. So by 2030, we'll generate 100% of the energy that we use. Um, and we're a very environment, environmentally conscious company and they're doing a lot in that space as well. So really interesting company to work for. Thank you, Rose. And I think the guys are going to speak a little bit later on about their initial attraction to Seven Trent was all about the sustainability and renewable um, aspects of the business. Um, so for now, what I'm going to do is um, hand over to Darren. And um, so Darren, the um, Seven Trent has still got three graduate opportunities and um, graduate programmes open to applications. Could you give the audience a bit of an idea about these different opportunities and um, what they're called and an overview of what, what they are? Absolutely. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Um, my role at uh, Seven Trent is within the new talent team. 
and um, I'm responsible for sort of a, attracting and selecting as well. So design those selection processes for our programs. Um, it, for 2021 entry, we have three graduate programs on offer at the moment, and those opportunities will close on Sunday, the 21st of March. Um, I'll quickly just give you a very, very high level of what those programs include. So if we start off with um, from a STEM perspective and technology, we have a digital engineering program. So this, these opportunities will provide three different placements that allows individuals that they will need to have that interest within tech. Um, and particularly the uh, focus will be on uh, .NET, uh, Java, C++, so kind of architectural kind of either developer careers um, or coding, depending on what that interests are. So we're not going to kind of pigeonhole you into a specific role. It really is well what comes out with those three placements whilst you're on that two-year program, the development that you'll go through, the exposure to different areas of technology within that architectural world and digital engineering, and then you'll be able to scope out what is sort of uh, right for you and what your interests are. Um, so that's one program. We also um, have on the employer hub, we have details of a finance program. So not specifically engineering, for example, here, and you'll be hearing from the guys later on. Um, but this is a full placement across three years that will take people down either the ACCA professional qualification route or um, the SEMA route. So two different professional qualification routes to go into a career within finance. And then also um, we have our business leadership program. Now this is where we will get um, candidates from across all disciplines and it will include some engineers as well. Um, and, and this program, um, you'll hear, hear more from Rose actually later about her experiences, but this program provides uh, three nine month placements where you'll get exposure to customers. And Rose has just mentioned, you know, there's kind of 8 million of those. Um, so we provide placements that gives you exposure to leading and being in a customer sort of role. And um, also from a commercial uh, angle as well, sort of uh, understanding how our business operates and commercially and um, being involved in projects as well. And then also leading in teams. So there's kind of key pillars that you would sort of complete during those nine month placements across the kind of two years just over before then going into a substantive post that you will carve out yourself through those experiences and networks that you'll build up during that time. So those are the three programs that we have for on, on open at the moment that um, for 2020, 2021 entry will be September and uh, closing dates for those applications are a week on Sunday, 21st of March. Perfect. Very well done, Darren. <laughs> Couldn't beat that one. Um, so, yeah, so don't forget to go and get your applications in. Obviously, mention the fact to Darren that you've watched this webinar. He'll really be looking out for those bits and pieces as well. The hub is, there's plenty of information on there that you can really go on and um, thoroughly do your research. So another question for you, Darren, um, the application process, what, what is that looking yeah. like this year? What can students expect? We've revamped it. Um... The, the water industry works in um, cycles, so sort of five-year block periods of work and um, a little bit of research. For you all. We, we, we've regulated, so off what is the regulator looks after those 8 million customers within our region. And um, we've got, gone into a new kind of five-year period, which we would call that AMP, so that sort of uh, asset management period of work. Now, now um, we're looking into that new AMP and what the skills are required within not only Seven Trend but within our industry, uh, innovation, um, technology, 
and, and therefore where we were maybe three years ago is completely different to what the business needs um, in the future, in the coming years. So we've worked with uh, colleagues um, from those that are on programme all the way through to board members in terms of, okay, what is it that people are currently doing? What are the skills that the business needs as we go into that five-year period? And what's come out of that is a number of different strengths that we would look for in a candidate. Um, but your first sort of uh, port of call is to do is to have a look at some of that content on the employer hub and um, do that passive research by looking at the uh, video content, for example, followers on social media. There's lots of different experiences that people will from different programs that people will be sharing. But the thing that should be important to you is, well, the culture of an organization that we wish to pursue. That's really important. You're going to be spending a lot of time, you know, at work over the duration of your career. Um, so it's important that you get it right. So once you've done that and you've decided, yeah, okay, is this program I'm looking to go into, go via the Employer Hub, that will take you to the Seven Trent website and you'll be able to apply. And we have a very um, clear um, and yeah, I would say let's call it a very clear process that allows you to articulate your reasons why in an application form, but there's a lot of bio data that you're going to provide us as well. Um, we don't reject anybody. Rejection is the wrong word, right? Let's call it we don't not allow a candidate to go on to those online assessment stages. It's important that all candidates get that opportunity to do so, so we don't have an academic criteria um, and we focus on those strengths. So you are introduced to the world of um, or three different areas of the business. Um, leakage is one and we have targets we need to meet there. So it's a really good introduction to that part of the business. We also have green power as well and bioresources. So very sort of topical sort of areas of the business that are crucially important to as, um, as an organization our success. And you'll do some case studies online, lots of video to help guide you through that before you start. And also, I, I would also add that you'll be introduced to our culture and the values that we all have as employees, um, and there's video content there. Once you get through that, then we'll go through into numerical reasoning, which is time recorded, not time limited, um, so that we get a real good understanding of how you are able to sort of work with complex data. <coughs> Excuse me. And then finally, hopefully, we'll invite you to an, a final assessment centre that will consist of Zoom meeting, yeah. Uh, presentation and interview. Perfect. Thanks very much, Darren. Um, so from, from your point of view, just I'm going to move on to you now. Darren takes a big lug of a cup of tea. Um, so that's fine. So obviously, um, when we've spoken to the, the panel before, um, recruiting early, early talent, young talent is really important to Seven Trent. Now, why is that? Why, why is recruiting students and graduates so important to you as a, as a business? Yeah, thanks, Carla. It's, it's massively important. Um, I always find it fascinating if, if you get a group of Seven Trent people together and ask them kind of how long they've been at Seven Trent, you, you'll be amazed by kind of the length of service. It's 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Now, that's fantastic. It shows what a great place it is to work. But what it does mean is we can easily get into kind of habits. It does mean that parts of our workforce are ageing. And therefore, we need to get that new talent in. We need to get that diversity of thought. We need to get people that come in and going to challenge the way we do things and ask us why we're doing it, why we're doing it, and, and explore whether there's a different way of doing it. And, and people that come in from different backgrounds, different um, education, that will kind of bring new ideas in for us and help us kind of get better and continuously improve the way we do things. Yeah. 
And I think I think you know just going back to what Darren said as well about the the people that they would recruit. So it's it's every every STEM discipline from every university, mm -hmm. and that's what basically Justin's just said. They are looking for that diversity of thought, um, which hopefully you'll get from from the grads and, and Brian today. And, and just to finish with you, Justin, before we move on to um, actually meet everybody else, you're, um, you head up the Seven Trent Academy. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about this and how the graduates will um, join the academy when they start at Seven Trent? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could easily spend the rest of the afternoon talking about this. There's so much to talk about. Um, so, so in a broad sense, the academy is how we develop people within Seven Trent, and that's everybody in our organisation. But we have just invested £10 million in a brand new academy building that's dedicated to learning. Yeah. Um, and that opened last month. So it's, it's literally just opened its doors. We're, we're already doing some training in it. Um, but with COVID restrictions, we're a little bit limited. Um, but, but as soon as restrictions open, we're going to have that building absolutely packed out with people learning and developing. And, and the great thing about that is that we're, we're doing much more experiential learning. Yeah. Um, so not moving away from kind of classroom, but getting into kind of really hands on the practical skills that you can use every day. Um, we've got operational rigs that we can use. We've got virtual reality. We're kind of starting to kind of film and practice um, the way we do things. So it's a really diverse way of working. Mm -hmm. um, and then, then for me, I look after within our academy, I'll have to look after a couple of bits. I look after our professional development which is how do we support people to, to go on to those kind of um, professional roles with, with you know, the engineering bodies like IMECE or ICE and get to charter status. Um, and then I look after business skills as well, which is all around kind of the personal effectiveness, things like um, influencing communication skills. And, and interestingly, we're just in the process now of, of kind of refreshing our graduate development program. And, and, and putting in place all the things that we're going to do to support uh, the graduates through kind of their, their couple of years on programme and learn a lot of those kind of business skills that are really going to help them um, develop as, as they join us. Yeah, brilliant. And how does it, how does it work, Justin, from the grad's point of view? So is, is all their training structured or can they um, ask for training that they might think, oh, this is a bit of a weak area, so presentation skills or something like that, can they ask to receive this training? How, how does it, or is it a bit of a mix of both? It, it's absolutely a mix of both. And, and we really recognise that kind of everybody's unique and everybody's going to have different needs and different strengths. Mm -hmm. um, so, so there is a structured programme that you'll go through as a cohort. And work together um, but we've got a lovely system that we call learn anytime which is online learning yeah. and you can go and all, all of our graduates have access to that and that's something where you can go in in your own time different different kind of content some of it video some of it infographics some of it kind of exercises you can work through and you can work through that at your own pace you can choose the subjects that you want to do and then we also have a range of different kind of learning and courses as well, where um, through discussions with your line manager around kind of your development needs, you can identify other things that you can kind of get yourself on and, and do as well. So a real range from structured to self-directed. Brilliant. Thanks, Tristan. I really like the way as well that it's not just, you know, your classroom or your, your virtual learning on a, on a computer. You know, you do get that hands-on experience as well. And I think sometimes where when you start a company, you can't necessarily go out and, you know, work on a project straight away, but that hands-on training will give um, everybody a head start. So, yeah, thank you very much, Justin and Darren. And I think now we're going to meet Matt Ryan.
Yeah, I'd like to find out a bit more about what initially attracted uh, you guys to apply to Seven Trends. So Max and Brian, I know we kind of uh, touched upon it briefly right at the beginning, Carla, but what initially attracted you guys to, you know, the ethics and, you know, why was the sustainability, renewable side of Seven Trends such a, a pull for you both? Um, so Max, let me start with you. Yeah, so... Um... Hilariously, I didn't know hardly. I, I've actually lived in the Midlands for quite a part, long time of my life, and um, I didn't really know anything about Seven Trent. But um, my degree, um, we did a lot of colloidal sciences, and it was something I quite excelled at. So I knew I wanted to go into sort of, sort of into the water industry to, to continue that. Um, and then once you start looking into actually um, waste treatment in particular and its effect on the environment, it, it becomes very, very interesting and, and also very impactful. So um, for those who don't know, we have discharge permits on our system works that we have to meet. Um, and certainly with the work that we're doing this um, cycle, as, as Darren's talked about before, um, there's a big push for biodiversity, using less chemical, using less energy, you know, using less pumps, everything like this. So we're being as environmentally friendly as we can. Um, and as an engineer, that's obviously a really exciting um, sort of prospect to, to be part of, because if you imagine... If you have unlimited budget and you don't have to meet any permits, you could build something that you know is absolutely amazing. Doesn't mean it's amazing for environment. It doesn't mean you're optimizing your engineering solution. And for me, the reason why I wanted to be an engineer was to go through that logical thought process of problem solving, etc., and all this sort of stuff. So um, yeah, when you get into it, that, that's what's really interesting. Um, having those constraints from the regulator, very interesting. You know, it's not it's not a privately owned company. We can't do what we want. Um, and that, if you're the sort of person who likes to overcome challenges in an interesting way, it's, it's, it's definitely a place to be. How does that work, Max, with the regulator then? So if if you, um, you know, if you design a new system or you, want to, or you want to put something in place, do you have to go to the regulator to sign things off? I mean, how, how does it all work? Yeah, so it's a bit of an interesting process, actually. So particularly for the waste, it's, it's more about the river qualities that we're improving or the water bodies that we're improving. Um, and so what will happen is, is what we'll actually do is we'll look at all the sewage treatment works that fill it. All the sewage treatment works that feed into that one water body and the environmental agency will say, right, that river has to have X amount of stuff into it. So mm -hmm. then we go, well, here, we're gonna have to spend loads of money to do that. Whereas if we do, look at these other two sites and maybe improve those a bit more that's going to be cheaper so it's really um it's not just looking at like sort of one and one and one it's going whole picture start to divide it and this is where sort of those um skills as an engineer we've actually got to start thinking about money and strategy really coming as well it's not just chucking a pump <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot more to it <laughs> yeah brilliant max i'm gonna kind of move on to you and ask you a similar question but um Sorry, sorry, I said Max, I meant to say <laughs> uh, Sorry, Max. Um, Brian, I, I actually want to give you a bit of a shout out because I spoke to, spoke to Andy, your placement officer at, um, at your university earlier sure. this week to say that you were on the, the presentation. He was so excited <laughs> that you were speaking on this webinar today. So just a bit of a shout out to Andy because I know he's watching and he's really proud of you that you're here today. So well done. Thanks, Andy. Oh, I didn't even know that. Well done, Brian. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, same kind of question to you, uh, Brian. And yeah, what initially attracted you to Seven Trent? Um, so, so for me, I'm growing up, I've always been, you know, vaguely aware of sustainability and you know, you know, with recycling and stuff. 
But what really got me interested was um, when I watched a documentary on, I think it was Netflix, Blue Planet, narrated by um, David Attenborough. And there was a really sad scene where the seals were just, you know, dying. So, so that one, and with modules in university um, on sustainability, that really got me interested. Um, so when I was researching the companies for my placement, um, sustainability was definitely a key factor. Yeah. And Seven Trends stood up for me because of their commitment to, to improving biodiversity and reducing emissions. Mm -hmm. So right now, I think um, we're committed to planting, you know, 1.3 million trees by 2027. And um, we already use more than 50%, um, generate 50% of our energy uh, by through re renewable sources. Mm -hmm. um, and also aside from that, you know, Southern Trends moving towards 100% renewable energy uh, and entirely and an entirely electric fleet by 2030. So I think if sustainability is something that you consider when you look for uh, when you look at a company, then Seven Trend definitely you know passes the bar and, and more. Mm -hmm. Just a bit of a side note to that. So Seven Trend on their company hub on Grand Cracker has a page all about um, the environment and how they're building a lasting legacy uh, towards this. So yeah, make sure you go have a good look through that as well because there's a lot of information on that and what what you guys are all doing to achieve that. So well done. Um, so, Jess, I thought um, what Brian was going to say a couple of years ago, I can't remember what, what channel it was on, Darren, but there was um, a, a documentary about Seven Trent. It was either on BBC or Channel 4. Uh, and it, yeah, and it it followed um, some of the guys at Seven Trent around, you yeah. know, did, and it was absolutely brilliant. You know, just the stuff yeah. that they get involved in, and, and you, you just think, you do take it for granted that you just turn on your tap, there's water yeah. there, toilet flushes and everything else, and honestly, the things that the guys do is, is brilliant, so, um, yeah, I was, in, I was intrigued. It's really it's yeah. Yeah. But, sorry, Jess, I was interrupting you. No, it's fine, that was interesting. Oh, I'll have to dig that out, I wonder if it's it on you. Really good. Um... If we should, we maybe should link to it on the hub, you know. Yeah, we can put that on there. We'll have to have a look. Find it. Write a note. Make a note. We'll have a meeting after, we'll have a chat. <laughs> um, so what I was going to say was, um, what we are noticing actually is that um, as part of these webinars, um, that you know, STEM students that love to study a, a technical subject, but some um, we've started to notice that are quite keen to kind of move their skills and transfer their skills to maybe more of a generalist career. And um, so, Rose, that's kind of one thing that happened with you. So, can we tell? Can you tell the audience a bit more about kind of your career and your transition to to that kind of role that you're in now? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I mentioned earlier, so I studied physics and astrophysics at uni and yeah, very technical subject. And I, I think I went into that thinking, oh, the world's my oyster. I can go and do anything. But actually, my, my experience of looking for graduate roles was it was quite limited. And a lot of graduate recruiters wanted engineers, not physicists. Um, and so I started a PhD in um, aerospace engineering, a Rolls-Royce sponsored one. It was, and it was interesting, but it just wasn't for me at all. I just, I found it quite isolating and I just felt like actually that specialist technical route wasn't right for me. And mm -hmm. um, so at that point I decided to start looking at graduate schemes and that's where Seven Trent was really that happy medium of um, still getting that sort of technical kick, if you know what I mean? So you could still go into scientific related roles or, or something where you're using those skills from your degree, analytical um, skills, but then equally develop your leadership skills and and develop a broad range of skills that I wouldn't have been able to get whilst going down that technical career path um, through a PhD. So for me, it was a really 
good balance and um yeah and I haven't looked back since I've really, I've really you know that's one decision where at the time I was thinking oh I might regret this for the rest of my life and my friends are going to help me called doctors and I'm not but actually it was absolutely the right decision and um I've gained loads from coming to seven Trent and the sort of skills and training that I've developed through that you know, and I, you know, I hope that, you know, even with what you said in terms of inspiring people to really think outside the box, you know, you don't necessarily, when you are hunting for jobs, when you are looking on Gradcracker, you will notice, and I say all the time when I'm speaking to students, you know, you might search physics, but look at all the different industries that you can work in. Look at all the different companies out there that would accept your degree discipline, whether it, you know, finance, you know, or Seven Trent, whoever, and um, lots of different routes there that you can go into. So I always say this is a really, exciting time for students if it was mm. me to start you know start to discover you know where can where can I end up so it's it's great you know, that's kind of like what you did and you know not now not looking back is is a lovely thing to think isn't it yeah. So next, I want, kind of want to talk to you all about your roles and kind of what that entails um, at the moment and uh, want to know a bit more about the teams that you work in. Um, so Rose, you know, you're in a, you are now an innovation manager, is that right? Yeah, so that's can right. Can you tell me a bit more about what you do and like the team that you work in and how it's all looking at the moment? Yeah, sure. So it's a really interesting part of the business. Um, there's always lots going on, lots of variety. Um, so I suppose what we do as a core is we take ideas either from within the business that people have come up with or ideas that suppliers have come up, come to us with. And we trial those ideas and see if we can get them to work. And, and if they're successful um, and they either save our customers money or we do something in a more efficient or more environmentally friendly way, then we choose to then roll that out across the business and demonstrate the benefits from that. So it's a really interesting place to be. Um, and day to day, it can involve anything from being on calls with all of the water companies to help set strategy on innovation to um, going out on site and understanding how process works. Um, to things like putting in patent applications for one, for example, one of our graduates had a really good idea. So we've got that patented now and he'll, and, you know, we'll go and sell that. So yeah, really interesting place to be in the business. That's amazing. That was going to be one of my questions, actually. Do you guys um, talk with other companies? Because, you know, you might come up with a great idea, which, you know, might maybe not fit um, the environment that we live in, but maybe could fit a different country or suit someone else's needs. Do you kind of have those networks where you do talk to different companies and kind of share ideas? Yeah, absolutely. So part of my role is um, being a part of the World Water Innovation Fund. So that's a network of 12 water companies across the world and it's growing as well. So there'll be more companies joining. Um, so we might be talking to Singapore or Australia or um, different places around the world and learning about their technologies or equally sharing our learning with them. Mm -hmm. um, it, it means that you're sometimes on phone calls in your pyjamas at sort of 10 o'clock at night. But it's really interesting, really great to meet them and understand you know, a lot of their challenges are the same as ours, but also that, you know, it's quite different as well. So Australia, for example, um, obviously heavy periods of drought there. So we can just learn so much from them about saving water. Yeah. So yeah, lots great. to learn. It's great to tap into that knowledge. You know, I think, you know, it's important that we do do that, you know, going back to that whole idea of sustainability and making sure we're getting the most out of everything. Um, Max, moving on to you, design engineer. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, sounds way more exciting than it is, clearly. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, so um, I'm currently a design engineer with a specialism in processing chemicals. So um, as Darren's talked about, we've got this huge um, capital um, schemes that we have to deliver over the, the cycle um, of five years. So again, regulator sets what we need to do in order to provide the, uh, the um, effluent quality out of our sewage works. We're given a bunch of money 
and my department really uh, does a lot of work of that. So um, a previous team I was in um, for those chemical engineers who may be watching sort of is a process engineering. So they sort of come up with some options. And then what my team will do is we'll cost those options and then we'll make a reasonable um, sort of judgment on what's the best cost benefit analysis. So again, it comes back to what's the best um, solution for our customers in terms of capital spend. Um, and then we'll design that. So again, for the chemical engineers in the room, uh, mass balances, piping instrumentation diagrams, um, doing control philosophies, all this sort of stuff uh, is my specialism. But for other people, such as mechanical and um, civil engineers, there's obviously the concrete side, um, I say concrete side, but the structural side, the civil engineers, sometimes we just um, say we just deal with concrete, but we don't deal with other stuff. Um, and the mechanical engineers working out pumps, uh, pump selection, static heads, all that sort of stuff. So it's it's really interesting. I think um, for, for those who who are at uni and sort of are stuck in a theoretical world, it, it, it's when you come out, it's a lot different because you can't just decide what you want to do. So I always think that the best example of this is, is one of the most interesting things about design, being a design engineer is not designing the actual assets, is actually finding badges on site and realise you can't build half the pipes you want to build wherever you want or there's bats in a, in a, in a protected bat species in the building so um yeah a lot more um, interesting issues like that um, like you'd think. but um yeah so that's 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 basically the job it's very very sort of more technical engineering and it's only something that's sort of recently come out, around so um before a lot of this work was contracted out so we're bringing this back in house so it, it's quite an exciting time because it's kind of a new department really um, mm. which has its own challenges but it's also very you know, it's benefits as well, so. Yeah, fantastic, brilliant, thanks Max. Ryan, moving on to you, if you could tell me a bit about, obviously you're in the water treatment design team, I believe. So tell yes. Tell me more about that. So, so my team consists of, you know, myself and two design engineers, like, like Max, um, and, and do, we do have to deal with those badges at, at times, um, but it's quite interesting. So um, <laughs> as the board design team, we sort of, um, we deal with a lot of, uh, most projects to, that, that relates to boreholes, like capital maintenance or turbidity mitigation. Um, so as the design team, we take the projects through the initial stages of the design and delivery process. So we compile the, the, the all the relevant data, we come up with different options, and we sort of set the design parameters. And, um, and for me personally, um, being in a relatively small and intimate team, I, I think I've been able to take on a lot of responsibility especially for someone, someone with my level of um, experience. So, um, so far in the design team, I've worked on, you know, different contractual documents and uh, engineering drawings, and I've helped with cost evaluations and, um, you know, coordinating with uh, contractors to, to, to um, undertake surveys at different sites. Mm -hmm. So a lot of experience, opportunity for me to, you know, learn and develop as, as a person as a, and as an engineer. I'm going to go off topic slightly, Brian McGirt, because, um, again, speaking to so many students at the moment that are thinking about going out and applying for placements, sure. if I could ask you, what do you think the biggest benefit so far being in industry with Seven Trent has been to you as a person, as an individual, what would you say it's been? Um, I think it really gives you an opportunity to, to, to evaluate if this is what you want to do. Um, like Max said earlier, you know, what you do in university 
it's most likely very very different to what you would do in industry yeah um so you know you know engineers all do maths at uni you know a lot of integration and stuff but you know in in industry the likelihood of you doing that 24 7 not every day is, is a lot lower and i think for me you you do i think this year's experience you know i've learned a lot i've learned a lot a lot of stuff here already that you you can never learn in, in, in university so i would definitely encourage you know if, if anyone's interested to, to look into it good thank you yeah right. I, think, I think that you know brian just hit the nail on the head there so with the with the placements that you decide to do if you decide to do a, a placement every summer whilst you're at university for example you can go and experience three maybe four different industries and um, so you might not like one you know you might have had your heart set like rose mentioned before um in doing something um in the you know for example the aerospace industry not quite right okay so what else can i do and it's definitely worth doing a placement so yeah thanks for that brian really good insight um where I think I'd like to move next is the training that you've um, all been given. And I mean, Justin before mentioned about how important training is obviously to the individuals and to Seven Trend as a company. And what I'd like to know now from, from um, you all is about the training that you've received so far and also your future, the future development activities that you're considering in taking um, at Seven Trend. So Rose, if we could, if we could start with you. Yeah, sure. So I think, um, as Justin mentioned earlier, there's a huge variety of training at Seven Trent and some of it's formal throughout your graduate programme and some of it's um, additional that you can request. Um, and so for me, there's, there's been quite a lot um, to, to remember now, but it's all been really good. So I think a, a shout out to Justin as well, because he's delivered some of my training. So that's been really good. I have to say that because he's on the call, but no, genuinely. Um, so there's, particularly there's the business leadership course that we did um, probably about 18 months ago for our sort of middle management leaders. And it's almost like an MBA in a week. It's really good. It's quite intense, but really good and, and really good for connecting um, with other leaders in the business as well and learning from experience that they've had. So that, that was really good. Um, things like presentation training, which I absolutely loved. Um, one of the best um, pieces of training I've had was presentation training and learned a lot from that. Um, and also we've got things like, for example, when I've had more technical roles. So when I was out, um, dealing with um, contractors in the road and digging up the roads, um, NERS were qualification, which is specific for, um, you know, supervising people out on the road and doing that activity. So loads of technical training that's specific to your role as well. So you, you're always confident that you've got, you know, the health and safety element and also the technical ability to be able to challenge or to give advice as well when, when you're in that role. So yeah, really, really good range of training and support. I think the more training that you have, and I think people underestimate training because the more training that you have, then the more confidence you have. So when you've just mentioned was about, you know, being out, out there speaking to people about health and safety and everything else, you know, all of that training and your presentation skills and your communication skills, I bet that gave you a lot more confidence just to say to somebody who, you know, might not have been doing the right thing in the right place, right? No, that, that's not right. So I think training really bolsters everything about you um, as an individual. So Thanks, Rose. Um, Brian, I'm going to go on to you now. What training have you sure. had? Um, so I think the first so first bit of training I've had at Seven Trent was the e-learning. Still fresh in my memory because uh, I only started seven months ago. <laughs> so that covers stuff like um, uh, interesting stuff like modern slavery, energy management and environmental management. Mm -hmm. And apart from that, um, I've undertaken the National Water Hygiene course which allows me to work and go to different um, clean water sites. Mm -hmm. um, so that has been very useful. Um, I've also received CDM training, which stands for Construction Design and Management. 
Um, and for those of you who don't know what I, what CDM is, it's um, it's sort of the main regulations when it comes to health and safety and um, con construction, any construction work. So it's very useful for me, you know, to to learn about something that can applied that can be applied across, you know, many fields of engineering. Yeah. And um, looking ahead, I will be doing a pump training course next week. So that will cover, um, you know, like Max said earlier, how to calculate the, the heads, the static pressure, um, how to design pump systems as well. So that and that will tie in quite nicely with my um, university dissertation as well. Um, and yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing as well, Brian, if you decided to go back to Seven Trent um, as a graduate, you know, all this training will come in handy um, for, you know, your, your future career as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I think definitely gives you a head start. Yeah. Um, if, if, if you're already familiar with, with the top topic and the subject already, um, I think it can definitely give you, give you an advantage. Perfect. Thanks, Brian. Um, Max, I was going to Max, I was going to call you Maxwell because we've got a Max at work and I call him <laughs> Maxwell. So sorry, Max. Um, yeah, so um, I'm similar to Rose, a lot of the um, had a lot of these sort of softer skill training, so which is fantastic. Um, they have a really good course. So if you're in the manager role, they give you what's called awesome leadership training. Um, I don't know if that's changed now, but it's something similar. But it's absolutely brilliant, sort of gives you the, the tools to, to manage. Um, kind of to put maybe just a bit of an engineering spirit on it as well. So for me, I've done um, IOS training, which is a uh, recognized health and safety qualification. There's also managing contractors. Um, training that I've done which again is a, a, a recognized qualification and then I've also done HAZOP training to be a HAZOP mm -hmm. chair so again for the process engineers out of you who um, are looking for charge chip experience and stuff like that you can't get better than that that sort of ticks off the whole health and safety part of the report mm -hmm. for you so um, it's um, yeah it, it, the training's there in fact um, I'm actually uh, the, the training for pumps that Brian's having next week I'm at, is actually um, I'm doing it today I've just taken the hour out just to, <laughs> to go and do this so um, if that's not a, a, a um, show of how uh, how hot we are in training I don't know what it is <laughs> <laughs> thanks Max Justin did you have anything else that you wanted to add I know we touched on training earlier on but I didn't I want to give you you know ch chance to add anything if you wanted to um, yeah, I've obviously got to say thanks to Rose for her glowing <laughs> endorsement, but <laughs> um, I think, think a couple of things. I think um, everybody in our organisation, we encourage them to have a personal development plan and, and have regular conversations with their manager around their, their development and what training they need. So that's, that's part of everything we do. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the guys have already mentioned it, but we, we definitely focus in on what are the skills you need for your role and, and ensuring and make sure everybody's got absolutely the skills they need for their role. But um, we, we really encourage people to move around the organization um, mm -hmm. and we'll take gambles on people. So I, I moved from working in procurement to working in learning and development. Now, I never had any kind of training skills, learning skills. I had some transferable skills, which, which enabled me to get the job. But then they I, I got the training I needed to become a, a proficient in learning and development. Yeah. And, and so we, we really encourage people. We don't, we don't kind of pigeonhole people. We look at who you are as an individual. And they say, how can we support you to do the role that you, you're doing? Yeah. I, I love that. I love it. You know, even if everybody's happy with what they're doing at the moment, their current role, you know, in, in the future, I think, well, actually, I wouldn't mind having a go at doing something a little bit different. So I love the way that at Seven Trend, you, you do have the scope to, to move around the business as well. I do think that's important, especially with the graduates, you know, being so young as well. If you think, oh, I'm going to be in this role now for the next, um, you know, 10, 20 years, like you, you mentioned before, just that people tend to, to stay at Seven Trent when they start there. I think, you know, that the option to move around is, is um, a, real, a real selling point. So thank you, Justin. 
And um, next, I want to move on to projects. And um, so I want to know the various projects that you've worked on, and maybe, or oh, oh, maybe, what's your favourite one? What's the favourite project you've worked on so far? Rose, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, sure. So actually, probably one of the most interesting things is um, something I've, I've just finished working on. So um, this time last year, I started working with um, representatives from all the water companies in the UK. Um, and we pulled together an innovation strategy for the whole of the water sector um, up until 2050. So that was a really interesting experience talking to all these different innovation managers and what their challenges are um, and how it differs to ours and understanding how we can really collaborate together and actually make a difference and, and really drive change for the sector. And I think it's something that we've always wanted to do, but we probably just haven't forced ourselves and got our heads together to, to go and do it. So um, it's a really interesting time and off what our regulator just launched an off what innovation fund, which is 200 million pounds that water companies can apply for to um, kick off innovation projects and run innovation projects and that strategy has been a big part of that so how we can work together how we can develop bids together for this fund um, and really drive true collaboration so yeah really interesting project lots of challenges as well lots of different opinions and trying to understand you know what's a priority and what's not but it's been really interesting and, and really useful yeah Brilliant. Just a question then, could anyone kind of get involved in these particular projects, you know, these kind of innovation projects, you know, someone, you know, even say, say Brian, if he had an idea, could he get involved in, in, in the Arana process as well? Or is it just who's ever working that particular team? Yeah, definitely. So we're always interested to hear in ideas from others, um, whether that's from universities or from um, industry. And um, on our website, actually, there's a form you can fill out if you've got an idea. So I think it's seven Trent forward slash innovation. Um, we've got a form there that you can fill out. And it also gives you an idea of the different um, needs that we're focused on at the moment trying to solve. So, yeah, that's probably a really good starting point. Just out of curiosity, if you know, what would you say the, the, the biggest need um, is at the moment? Would you say in the water industry? Biggest leak, biggest need. Well, leakage is always a big one. I think yeah. um, if you've got anything that can help solve um, leakage or help reduce our leakage or detect leaks, then we're always, always interested. So yeah, it's probably one of our top priorities right now. Brilliant. Um, Brian, how about you? Any exciting projects you've worked on so far? Um, yes, but I'm afraid my, my project is not going to be as, uh, as interesting as Rose's, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a crack. Um, so... I think the project I've enjoyed most so far is a borehole capital maintenance project at a site called Milford. Um, this is like the first project that I've really um, been involved with from, from the early stages of the project. So it's just been really like satisfying to see how, how, how well we've progressed. At the start of the project, we, we had like limited information and um, we identified quite a few constraints, be it um, environmental or operational. But, you know, halfway through a design phase now, we we know how to mitigate and overcome those obstacles. And, and we've got a pretty good idea on how to secure the water we need. Um, and, and for me personally, like I said, um, it was the first time you know, that I've been involved with the project fully. Um, so it's been a very good learning experience for me, you know, um, completing a lot of unfamiliar work and um, yeah, learning from, from the great guys on my team. Brilliant. Would you say you were given quite a lot of responsibility quite early on then? You know, do you feel as though you played a kind of a big part in the team? Yeah, yeah. I think I've um because yeah, yeah, I think I've been I've involved myself in different meetings and I've been I've asked a lot of questions, hopefully not making what I thought myself. Um but yeah, I think I've been able to learn quite a lot and then come come to grips with quite a lot of stuff quite early on. So yeah. 
Well done you. Matt, you. how about you? So um, I don't really have a favourite project. Um, and the project I'm going to talk about is, I, I believe, probably going to lead to my um, early male pattern boldness uh, coming up. <laughs> it's a really difficult one. But um, the reason why I, think, I, I would call it my favourite is because it's probably one of the ones I've learned the most on. So um, it's basically one of these sites where we've had flooding in the catchment for ages. So it's, it's been a historic problem. Um, we've got a caravan site that, you know, sort of gives us flows at different times of the year. Um, it's it's not been dealt with um and we thought we had this really good idea for a whole brand new sites and sort all these problems out and it just hasn't it's ju it's just an incredibly incredibly complex project we've got um the sort of what we call the infrastructure so the infra side of things which is sort of all the pipes leading up until the sewage treatment works and they're pumping a huge amount of flow into our works and we can't take that flow so we have to manage that flow of the works which is very very difficult because there's only so much you can feed to the works and because of a process and the, the sort of bacteria we use for for some of the process you can't overfeed them you can't starve them um there's badges everywhere on site um it's just absolutely horrendous but the reason why we call it my, my favorite project i guess is because as a as a in terms of development these are where um you know if you're looking for a long-term career as a technical expert this is where you cut your teeth um and having those experiences where you don't have much money left in your budget you've got seven things to sort out the contractors are are, are doing one thing and it's just a whole mess that's when you gain you know your best skills you know um it's like steel tempered in fire i guess it's kind of an example but um yeah that's that's my favorite one i guess <laughs> wow yeah i think um and you know being quite strong-minded like you say not kind of turning into a nervous wreck and going into the corner and crying so it's quite good that you know that you've kind of obviously well strong-minded and you can <laughs> You know, focus on the job in hand. I think we I'll be crying about badges. I'll be <laughs> worrying about leaks. <laughs> I'll be a nightmare. Just imagine Max in a car crying. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's it's good though. Obviously, you know, the, um, in the team that you're working in, obviously, it's very responsible, and you've got a you know a big task ahead. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a uh, probably a not that I'm trying to sell engineering in Seven Train completely, but. Um, it is um, for those who want maybe a, there are obviously a specialism to my job, but there's also a lot of what we call ge generic engineering um, yeah. and generic problem solving and getting a holistic approach. Um, so not that I'm trying to sell it, but for those who are thinking, oh, that's kind of where I'd like to be because um, we are a client organisation, we're not a contractor organisation. So those are things we have to deal with. It's, it's definitely the place to be. Brilliant. So next I kind of want to talk about the future and what is in store and where you can see your careers going with Seven Trent. So Max, I know you kind of touched upon chartership or I think Rose, I don't know if it was you that mentioned it as well, um, about chartership and um, you know that obviously Seven Trent can offer that support and help. And can you tell us a bit why it's so important to you and how you're on track to achieve that? And that's to Max. Cool, so yeah, so um, for any of the engineering um, disciplines, um, we all have different paths chartership mm -hmm. i can either think they've just changed it but it's probably the simplest one which is just to report um the reason why it, for me it's important is um basically <laughs> the great thing about seven trends is you can have a career break and i think rose has probably has, has an experience of this which she might touch on as well but uh, one of the things i really want to do is go and work abroad um and certainly helping 
build water infrastructure um, elsewhere and you can take a career of Rachel 7 Trent and do whatever you want and they'll hold your job for you. Um, and being a chartered engineer means it's you're going to add a lot more benefits. So um, actually one of my friends, she, she joined a project where, um, I say friends, I mean friends, friend at 7 Trent who's a civil engineer, and she went over to Africa to help build their infrastructure. So for me, getting that technical expertise allows me to put me myself in the best possible position to, to, to go and do that. Um, and certainly um, for those who are chemical engineers, um, I guess Brian could probably talk about chemical engineers more. Um, water industry is a really good place to get chartered, um, as I've already said about HAZOPs, um, mass balances, pipe and instrumentation diagrams, all these things that the um, ICOM you look at, um, you'll be able to tick off really easily. So um, yeah, that's why it's important. Um, and I don't know if I <laughs> I'm saying a lot of positives there, which is obviously a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Max, some of the audience might not know about how the process of chartership works. Um, so could you kind of explain to anyone that maybe doesn't know how it, the process works? Please. Yeah, so for the ICME, what you have to do is a commit, well, assuming that you have got a master's. So if you don't have a master's, you have to do a basically like a research project well you know kind of um it's basically a report of something you've designed etc but the other half is a, a competency and commitment report and that will basically touch on all the main um competencies and commitments that they would expect from a chartered engineer so stuff like health and safety um innovation economic viability all this sort of stuff um and as I've talked before about my role um since we you know take it from costing it to building it um, you pretty much tick off all those things. I know the IMECI and the whatever the civil engineer one is slightly more structured, but um, we do have people going through the, the chartership with those as well. So um, that's the process. I think they're about to change it though, so you might have to do an interim report. But again, when you're working on these projects, you'll be able to blast those reports off easily. It's it's not. It's almost it really aligns. <laughs> it's the best way of describing it. Perfect. That's good. I'm glad we touched upon that. So I know it's uh, something that, you know, and again, when I'm speaking to students, it's something that really does interest them, you know, and it is a bit of a drive for them, you know, for the career and the future to be a chartered engineer. Um, so that, that's great that we've touched upon that. Brian, um, when do you sure. finish placement, Brian? I finish on the 31st of August this year. Oh, it sounds as though to say that the, the pandemic world that we've been living in, that you've managed to achieve quite a lot in the, the kind of seven months, you know, seven <laughs> months have been able to support you a lot over, you know, the, the last seven months doing your placement. Yeah, I mean, you know, being one of the good things about being in the water industry is that, you know, you, you always be needed. You always need drinking water and you, you always need someone to take your wastewater away. So. You know, even during COVID, I've, I've been able to, to work and learn and develop here. And, and just to add to what Max was saying about a chartership, you know, even even as a placement student, um, you know, you can start your MPDS, your Monitored Professional Development Scheme. Yeah. And um, I've got a chartered mechanical engineer in my team. So it's just great to get tips off him. And, you know, a, a lot of engineers in, in Southern are chartered, chartered. So we can always, you know put them over and be like oh can you help me with my quarterly report so it's really helpful yeah oh, brilliant. so what's your plan then so when you do finish your placement in august is the plan to come back to seven trent as a graduate you know what are you thinking um yes if if seven trent will have me um, <laughs> my, oh. my, my experience yeah so sorry 
This is where Darren goes, of course you can, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> It's recorded, Brian, so if you say you can, you know, go back. Yeah. I just think my experience so far has been very positive. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, I think this year I've managed to get a lot of experience and knowledge that I wouldn't have been able to at university. Um, I I think I've learned about what engineering is like in industry and how, you know, a large corporation such as 7Trend approaches projects and the mechanisms uh, it used to to sort of manage and progress the projects. So um, yeah, I think I'd definitely like to come back to Seven Trent. Um, so yeah, Aaron. I know. No, I was just going to chip in there, saying, "Oh, why why the awkward silence then when Brian <laughs> was asked that question?" Um, Justin alluded to it um, earlier um, that there is some sort of uh, resetting the dial, as it were, in terms of what the engineering programs look like at Seven Trent with a view to. 2022 being quite a big year for us so and and that is all about the kind of stuff that Max and Brian have been talking about and that's making sure that we're setting people up for success which is gaining the right technical skills and technical development which leads towards that chartered status rather than just having an engineering program that would go into a one you know water for 12 months and then waste for 12 months it's kind of what are the technical skills that are being learned during that period as well Yes. So, so there's um, there's, there's a, a number of um, senior people that are, are sort of looking at the redesign of that with a colleague of mine and, and obviously be linking in the sort of uh, Academy and Justin's team as well. Yeah. Just this is, I'm going to ask you a question, Darren. It's quite general. I don't, I've said, I, I understand now that you obviously you're, you're changing, you know, you're in a, a kind of state of change at the moment. But just for any of the audience and listening as a recruiter why do you see it as such a benefit to get placement students into your business i, I think um it, it just provides um, organizations with that not so much try before you buy it works both ways so it uh, enables an individual to experience that organization um it, it can help. I, I really, really hope that Seven Trend are in a position in the, in the future where we are able to identify future graduates in um, fairly, fairly kind of, well, it's not big numbers, but, you know, if we've got 10 of Brian in the business, then we should be able to offer 10 Brian's a future role within the organisation as well. Yeah. You know, that that's that's what an early identification scheme is there for. Now, um, there's, there's some really interesting discussions have internally as well. So, so there's an individual who spent a year with us in finance last year that's gone off to one of the big four, and I think it's you know just internally what is that strategy for Seven Trent, right? And that's for that that's our conversation. But but um, you know that individual got got a role at a really sort of um, well big four, right? They're all sort of um, very high profile organisations. That individual was given the development at Seven Trent, it enabled them to be successful. Um, going into practice rather than actually sort of being an industry. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that should also be celebrated. So I think that um, as long as we are providing a challenging, um, rewarding experience that allows an individual to really kind of make the right informed decision that it's, this is the route that I wish to take, that then we're kind of, um, we've been true to ourselves in, in terms of being a socially purposeful organisation as well and providing equal opportunity for everyone. That's, that's kind of the way that I look at it. Brilliant. Yeah. And I'm glad just touch upon that because it is something which, again, I talk about a lot and understanding why, you know, employers offer placements and how it can be a huge benefit to the individual, but also as the business. So it's good that we've touched upon that. 
And um, Rose, can I quickly come to you just regarding, because I just want to make sure we've finished and um, spoke to everyone about um, obviously their future plans and just want to kind of come to you and see what your future plan is um, and where you can see yourself going with Seven Trent. Yeah, sure. So I actually recently started um, a sponsored master's, um, but Seven Trent is paying for, which is great of them. So thank you. Um, so that's an MBA, so master's in business administration. And to me, that's um, it was sort of the perfect stepping stone at this point in my career, because had, as I said earlier, some brilliant internal training on leadership. But I think having come from a physics background and never even done like, you know, business studies, GCSE or anything, um, it's quite um, a different world to me still, a lot of them. Some of the business and um, skills that I want to develop so it's been really interesting so far doing this MBA because um, you get to focus on things like how to set a strategy for the organization how to how to understand finance and numbers and um, you know again developing those leadership skills and also building a network outside of the water industry which I think is really helpful as well um, to learn from so the next um, 18 months or so two years is really going to be focused on, on getting that completed um, and you know that's evenings and weekends so it's quite a big target so I think that alone is probably my immediate objective for the next couple of years and then once that's out the way I'll start thinking about okay what is the right role to start applying those skills to so I'm already taking advantage of them in my current job but I think it's then well how do I really start to you know focus on a strategic role or, or do something with a bit more of a financial focus to, to really start to um, practice those skills as well brilliant that sounds great something else oh sorry i was just going to say quickly as well i know we touched on chartership earlier i suppose it's worth knowing as well that seven trent does sponsor and support chartership in other ways as well so for example at the end of this mbr i'll also be a chartered manager um, and i know in our procurement teams there's you, know, you can get chartership that way and um, so yeah there's a whole range of different chartships that we support as an organization brilliant um, next, I'm going to quickly do key facts, if that's okay. And I know, uh, Justin, you had an interesting one, and I, th I think uh, some others did too. So just want to quickly touch uh, upon that. So, Justin, what's your key interesting fact about Seven Trent? So uh, the one I'm going to share is we are taking on 500 Kickstart placements. Now, if you don't know what Kickstart is, this is a scheme to get 16 to 24-year-olds into work. Um, and give them a six-month placement and hopefully at the end of it, get them better equipped to have, get a full-time job either with us or somewhere else. But we're taking on 500. Now, that is the second biggest number in the country. Um, and talking to some of our colleagues across the water industry, they're, they're proud of taking on 10 or 15. So massive commitment from us around our social purpose. Amazing. Brilliant. It just shows obviously the stance on Seven Trent if they can take on that amount of people, shows how big and powerful they are within their markets. That's great. Um, anyone else on interesting fact? Yeah, I'll share one with you. Go on then, Darren. This is a new one. We didn't discuss this one earlier. <laughs> um, during the pandemic um, and working from home, staff being at home, um, there's a campaign that's been running recently called Raise a Smile. And um, that's a series of social activities that are virtual and online that are put on for um, members of staff and families. So a few weeks ago, probably about a month ago now, there was a comedy night. Um, so with comedians going online, all free. So you just had a link sent to you and sort of settle down with your beer and snacks and kind of have a good laugh. Um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a quiz evening, which was there was over 3,000 people that were online sort of taking part in that quiz with prizes and 
iPads, etc., and sort of uh, different different rounds and winners, etc. And and tonight, in fact, is bingo night. So um, yeah, so it's exciting stuff. So I'm not sure if there's going to be three thousand people on that one, but um, but 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 my kids will certainly enjoy it. So we'll give it a go. Oh, fab! I love a bit of bingo. Can <laughs> we I think what the point is, it goes to show the commitment that Seven Trent has to its staff and look after them. Just yeah. little things like that can make a lot of difference at a time when it's been incredibly difficult for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And it gives that family vibe, doesn't it? Getting everyone involved, feeling like a team. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, how big is Seven Trent? How many people are in the business in total? Sorry. About six and a half thousand members of staff. Yeah. So, that's cool, isn't it? I think we've definitely always got that family vibe from Seven Trent. When me and Jess have been there in the past, it's always, you know, such a welcoming place to be. Um, so, yeah, I'm yeah, really glad that you do those activities as well. And um, what I really want to do now is, um, I'm torn because, Rose, I really want to hear about your secondment. So are you are you okay to quickly just give us an overview of what that is? Because Max touched on it and Rose, and obviously you, you did before Rose as well. So can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, very quickly. So at Seven Trent, there's a, um, a company policy, which is after five years, you can take a sabbatical for up to 12 months and you're guaranteed a role at the same level when you come back. Um, so I took advantage of that last year. Well, no, not 2020, 2019, luckily, I took advantage of that. Um, and um, for three months of that time, I went to Nepal and led a team out there to set up a water network for 300 people in a rural village. Um, so really interesting experience. And from a leadership perspective, completely different set of leadership skills needed you know you're almost half teacher half parent half yeah. um you know manager so really different leadership experience um but really great to test some of our sort of water skills we've developed in a completely different environment and applying them in a different way so yeah it was really helpful and, and obviously just an amazing experience to see the difference we could make to that community brilliant yeah thanks very much Rose, and thanks for touching on that at the end um, so, Darren, I'm going to finish with you. Any exciting plans that you can give a sneaky peek to for Seven Trent in the future? Um, I think uh, I think our programme will um, continue to grow, and I think they'll be fairly niche as well. It won't just be broad. So, digital engineering is a good example of that. We've it's it's a new programme. I think um, you know those that might be considering that well, I'm learning X at university but might be looking okay might want to do something else there is of course um level six apprenticeships that people could sort of go down that route if a graduate program was yeah. sort of um something that they wanted to consider so we've got farming liaison agricultural advisors so we'll go through real specialist kind of uh, training uh, with the university of lincoln and um, project management uh, degree apprenticeships quantity surveyed degree apprenticeships and, and um, there's a real broad range of uh, new, new talent that is here for 2021. I think that will grow in 2022 as well. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Darren. And thanks, everybody, today for, for joining us and um, giving us a really good insight into Seven Trent. And I hope you all, all the viewers now watching, will, will understand um, that the water industry is such a fantastic industry to be in. You know, it's changing all the time um, and it offers you so many brilliant routes into like partnership and everything else. So thank you guys for joining us today. Um, don't forget, like Darren and I mentioned at the beginning of the webinar, the three graduate programmes are still open to applications um, closing on the 21st of March. So get your application in. Go on, Darren. Just a quick shout out. Um, one of the challenges that the water industry has is encouraging um, women into STEM careers. 
Yeah. Okay, so um, as a male, I'm saying this out to, to all the males, let's not take uh, offence to that, right? So, so, but there is a job that needs to be done. Um, I've got some very senior people joining uh, me on Monday afternoon on a live webinar. I'll touch on it with yourself, Jess and Carla, afterwards. But there's um, um, Head of Bioresources, Leah Fry. Yeah. And there is also a lady by the name of Steph Corley, who is head of our water networks. And um, we, they're going to talk about the operational world. So in a very male dominated sort of arena, then we want to kind of blow away some perceptions of what that environment might be. So in terms of that passive careers research where you can hear from very senior people about what it's really like, then that's a, an easy win to do a little bit of research about us and to understand more about our culture. There we go, Glenn. Thanks, Darren. Um, we'll um, we'll put that um, the links to the webinar on the hub as well. So Brilliant, thank uh, you. yeah, we'll I'll, um, we'll I'll send a separate email to you. Cool. Thanks, love, and we'll get those added. So join Darren um, next week. Next week for me, I am joined next Thursday by Centrica and um, the energy and service supplier. So Jess will be taking a break. Sophie will be with me, and we'll see you all same time, same place next Thursday. So thanks so much, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye